Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. This is the place you come to if you want to clean up your mental mess and get that crazy mind under control. And I'm really happy to share this week's podcast with you, which is about sleep. Okay, everyone's telling us, get your sleep. And it can make you so stressed out that you, because everyone's telling you what it does if you don't sleep. I mean, I could spend the next three hours giving you all the brain, scary brain stuff about what happens in your brain and what happens in your body when you don't sleep. But that's going to affect your sleep even more. So in this podcast, I'm going to give you some tips that you probably may or may not have heard of to help you become a better sleeper. And I'm not going to tell you about all the bad stuff that can happen because that you can read anyway. But before we begin with today's podcast, I just want to tell you about my new book, which I'm sure you've heard me talk about a million times by now. But this book is so important and it's so important because I believe that greatness begins in the mind. I believe everything begins in the mind. And it doesn't matter what I believe, it's what the science shows. Your mind is always with you. Your mind never stops. Your mind's with you now, listening to me. Your mind's with you when you wake up, when you go to sleep, when you eat, when you work out, when you argue, when you smile, when you have a great conversation, when you're doing your business, when you're running your business, when you're being creative. Every, your mind never stops. So you need to know what your mind is. And you need to know how to manage it because most of the time we're experimenting. In fact, when we open our eyes, we start experimenting with our mind. What are we experimenting with? The experiences of life, the email, the conversation, the breakfast discussion, the workout, the discussion on the way to the workout, the things happening in your business, the texts, the emails, the, the, me, the politics, the movie you watch. All of that is you processing all of that through your mind. And the way in which you process that in the in your messy minds is experimental. And it is messy because we can't control people. We can't control events. We can't control circumstances, but we can control our mind. But no one's really teaching about mind. And that's why I teach about it, because mind is the most important thing. It drives everything else. So in my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, I help you to manage your mind so that you can get the best out of your workout and the best out of that clean eating and develop those great new habits and identify and break down those toxic habits and identify and break down those patterns and cycles of, of trauma in your life and help you to get back down to your inner child and sort out those traumas. I help you to manage your mind day to day because your mind's always with you. And without managing your mind, your life's a mess and so is your body so and your brain because your mind controls your brain and your body. Your brain and your body respond to your mind. So that's why this podcast is called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. That's why everything I teach you is to help you clean up your mental mess. And in my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, you can find out more. And I've developed over 38 years, as you know, I've been researching and clinically 
practicing for 25 of those years and I have put all this in my book and I'm at most recent clinical trials to really help you understand your mind and really help you manage your mind. Another thing as well is that if you go and order your book today, if you go get it right now, we have extended the pre-order bonuses because we are almost on that bestseller list. So we're super excited about that, but we need your help. Why do I need your help? Because if you understand your mind better, you're going to reach out and help others. You're going to be happier. You're going to be feeling more hopeful. You're going to have more peace. And you naturally, the most natural reaction of that is to reach out and help others. So then you move into an enhancement lifestyle where you're enhancing others. You see, there's something that you can do that no one else can do. And if you are feeling downtrodden and overwhelmed and burdened under depression and anxiety and thinking that you've got a broken brain and and thinking that it's all hopeless, that'll affect how you show up in life. And then everyone suffers because what you can do, no one else can do. So I want to help you find your greatness and do what you can do. So when you buy this book, that's what you're doing. You're learning about how to do that. And you then will help others. And then you're helping me help others because the more people that buy the book, the more people that I reach and the more influence that I can have to help fix up minds. It's all about enhancement, not competition. The more we actually help each other, the more we increase our brain resilience, our brain health, our mind resilience and mind health, and also our intelligence. So we get more intelligent and wiser and are able to have more cognitive flexibility and be more creative, which is going to show up in your greatness. It's like two waves. When two waves land on top of each other, they enhance each other and they grow big. So enhancement is healthy. But if we're in competition, you get flatlined. That's when two waves cancel each other out. So it's not about you, it's about you in the world and how you can enhance. Enhancement brings brain health. Competition brings brain damage. So we're not in competition with each other. We're here to help each other. Let me help you by you also helping me go out there, get the book. And also, if you send your proof of purchase to my team at info at drleaf.com, we will send you the pre-order bonuses. So if you can send your proof of purchase to us and go out now and get this as soon as you hear this podcast right now, go and order your book on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million. I know it's sold out on Amazon, but they've got stock coming back in. And for those of you that have bought, thank you so much. And I hope it's helping you. And if you wouldn't mind giving me a review, go and give me, go to Amazon and wherever and, and put a review on as well. Remember, we enhance each other. We're helping each other. The more you help me, the more I can help you. I'm spending every day researching and studying so that I can bring more information to you, do more clinical trials, write more books, help you with more things. And just for you that don't know what the bonuses are that we'll give you, if you go and order now and send us your proof of your receipt, you're going to get a chapter on how to neurocycle for children. You're going to get an extra chapter on what stress does in your brain and how the brain works a little bit more science. You're going to get a chapter on my favorite brain recipes. You're going to get a month free on my NeuroCycle app, You're going to, which is currently called Switch, but will switch over very soon to NeuroCycle with all this great information, literally therapy from me, and you'll get the first month free. You're going to get access to a three-week book club. I mean, there's so many things, okay? So many wonderful things. Okay, so now, based on that enhancement, that was part of my message today that I wanted to share with you too, is the importance of enhancement, of helping each other. And when you learn from stuff from this book go and teach it to someone else and get them a book and enhance them let's all enhance each other we can be using our minds we can change this world one mind at a time we can start changing things like structural racism and the way education is done we can really start it starts with us individually getting our mind right and then helping each other and expanding from there so thank you so much for doing for those of you that have bought and let's move back now to today's episode where i want to talk about sleep We do know, as I said, no sleep and we get all these negative impacts in our brain and our body. But first thing I want to tell you is that 
relax about not sleeping. That is so important. So I've got a few tips. And if I look down, I'm just making sure, as I always tell you, that I keep on track. And the first tip I want to give you, and I'm going to give you four tips today. The first tip is stop worrying about not sleeping. The second tip is daydreaming can help you sleep better. The third tip is that you can benefit from all-nighters if there's quality involved, which I'm going to talk about. And the fourth thing, preparing for sleep begins when you wake up. Okay, and I give you a little technique for how to do that. And all of that, by the way, all of this, by the way, is in this book. Okay, so you can read up more about what I'm saying in the book. Okay, so first thing, stop worrying about sleep, not sleeping. Okay, I know for someone who battled with sleep for years and used to think, oh my gosh, I must go to sleep now, I've got to get up, I've got to do this, I'm going to be so tired. And knowing the science, I would be telling myself all the science of what was going wrong in my brain and what would happen tomorrow. I mean, that just made me not sleep more. And for someone who's, you know, done the counting of the sheep and, the, you know, tried everything, I have learned how to sleep. by, And these are some of the tips that have been invaluable in helping me get into a more relaxed state and having fantastic sleep. And when I don't have fantastic sleep, I don't even hassle about it because I know I'm going to have it. Okay. So the first thing is that we all know sleep is important. Okay. But there's a big cost to pathologizing lack of sleep. So when we keep on reminding people that is called pathologizing the lack of sleep. And just about every single wellness book that you pick up at the moment will tell you about what goes wrong. And that's pathologizing it. And that can breed tremendous fear. And that fear will keep you awake. That fear of what it's doing to you. So I don't want you to have any more fear. I don't want you, and I say here, this means that worrying about sleeping and identifying and labeling yourself as a poor sleeper may be worse than not sleeping. So don't label yourself as a poor sleeper. Don't take on that identity. Just think of the context of your life because, and think of where you're at and what you're going through because very often it's phases, okay? But don't call yourself a poor sleeper because whatever identity you take on will build into your brain. And you know how I use my trees and how thoughts are real. And if you say, I'm a poor sleeper, you become a poor sleeper and all your experiences around not sleeping are here and are manifesting in how you are being interpreted by you in how you think, feel and choose and are showing up. And you're not sleeping, okay? And that there's a lot of fear involved in that. And that in itself creates toxicity in your brain and your immune system of your brain and your body are reading that toxic thought of I'm a poor sleeper and all this is going to go wrong and all this pathologizing around sleeping, this whole thing is actually creating an immune response. And now your immune system is sending out T lymphocytes and B lymphocytes and macrophages and there's inflammation at the site. You don't want all that. That's going to have a downstream effect on your telomeres when you do go to sleep. And, and when you're in deep sleep, you have this an enzyme called telomerase that's released when you're at a certain frequency in deep sleep. And that you need for telomeres, which are the ends of chromosomes, which are very involved in cell replication. You make about a million cells every minute, I mean, every second. And that's involved in your biological age or the health of your body. You can see the downstream effect. If you start worrying about it, all of that goes wrong, plus a million other things, okay? So let's now take a shift, a deep breath, and think, I am not a poor sleeper. I have sleep issues from time to time, but I am not. My identity is not a poor sleeper, okay? so that, And it may take you 63 days of neurocycling to get this out of you. And what is a neurocycle? It's the five-step scientific process I've developed over these 38 years and simplified and streamlined and put into this book to apply in all circumstances, including sleeping. Okay, so unfortunately, there's endless research on the impact of sleep deprivation because sleep serves a myriad of functions. I don't deny that. I mean, sleep is vital. I mean, sleep is where you regenerate and where you do housekeeping and all that kind of thing. But we're still learning so much about sleep that there's some things that are very important to remember. So I also know, just just as an aside, you will talk about those important things in a moment, is that I don't know if this happens to you, but if someone tells me, you must go to sleep. 
You've got to get up early tomorrow morning. What are some of the other things? You'll be too tired for things tomorrow. Or go to sleep so you don't damage your brain. That's it. It will affect my sleep. Well, it used to. Because now I don't let it affect me anymore. Now I know how to manage that kind of messiness. I don't want that sleepy messiness in my brain. I manage that. Okay, so I've neurocycled my way to get free from that. And that's why I want to help you. Okay, you know, telling people telling you is like pouring fuel on fire. You know, you're battling to sleep. And then someone says, go to sleep now. You must go to sleep now. Uh, that's not the way to do it. Okay, so... What we need to also look at with sleep is one of the, one, within this whole thing of not pathologizing sleep, which is this not worrying about sleeping, which is this first point, is also to think of sleep in, in periods of time as opposed to just a night. Think of sleep over a period maybe of a week or a month. And as you're thinking about that, so in other words, we have cycles of sleep every night. And there's lots of great apps and books about sleep cycles. And I'm not going to go into that in detail here. You can go research that. And I do talk a little bit about that in the book. The most important thing is that look at the time period. So look at sleep over a week. So if there's seven days in a week and you've had maybe one or two nights that are bad, you've had five that are really good, they, they make up for each other and your mind is driving all of it. So if you're going to sleep every night and you are sleeping, but you're sleeping worrying, you're not having quality sleep anyway. So I would rather you have five nights of really good quality sleep than having seven nights of not good quality sleep because you're worrying. You know, So you do want to get your mind under control before you go to sleep. But We'll come to that in the last point. It's it's important just to think about sleep in terms of, of cycles and in terms of time periods. So you can choose. Maybe you want to take it over a week or over a month. Or, and then also when you do that, look at your context. And that's why it's so good to look at sleep over a period of a week or a month. Because then you look at the context. Like maybe last week you didn't sleep. You had maybe two nights where you didn't sleep. And maybe that's because you're going through some extreme, maybe physical illness in your life. Or a loved one is going through something. Or there's something going on at work. Context. What is the context? Context, what's going on in your life and things change so your sleep changes along with that so if we look at it like that it changes the picture a little bit and so if you can't sleep don't fret don't worry about it if you get into bed and you can't sleep don't fret remember me saying this to you don't worry about it because the worrying is creating a toxic wave through your brain it's increasing high beta and high beta is like the crest of that wave you know at the beach the big white the white part that's crashing down and as you keep worrying about it the crash is increasing and the wave is growing bigger and bigger and you don't want that you want the high beta to drop down and you want beta to drop right down high beta must stop beta must stop will go almost to nothing when you're sleeping and you want to increase theta and delta and you do that by not worrying by just telling yourself it's okay Telling yourself it's fine. And what I've said here, what could you use this time for? What have you been wanting to do? You know, when I have nights where I can't sleep and it happened last week, I had one night where it happened to me. So I look in a week, I look in a seven day period and I look at the context, which was extremely busy week with the launch of our book. And I was talking up to 10, 12 hours a day, which I still am. And that requires so much brain energy and preparation and me doing a couple of projects. So my mind was just really overstimulated and I still had stuff that I wanted to do. And so I got into bed tired and I say I'm not tired. I can't sleep. I'm gonna. I don't fret. I get up or I work in bed and I start thinking. Okay, what do I still need to do? And so I finished the things that. I, and I went onto this creative role and did a whole lot of creative stuff and preparation for podcasts and some clinical trial stuff. And it was amazing. I was getting super excited. And then I started feeling dozy but not sleepy enough yet. So I knew that there were some episodes of one of my favorite movies that I felt like still watching. So I watched an episode of that halfway through the second one. I dozed off. And so I felt so good when I woke up the next morning because even though I only had managed to sleep for a couple of hours, I woke up feeling very satisfied with what I had done. I hadn't lain there till 
four in the morning worrying. I had actually used three or four hours in a very constructive way and had some fun and I and I felt great about it. So even though I was tired the next day, it didn't affect my cognitive flexibility, my functioning or anything because of how I handled my mind. I didn't let my mind get into that messy state. Your body and brain is really good at adjusting and chances are you'll catch up on that sleep you need later that week or even in a nap during the day. So you might find at some point during the day you can you just sit there and you sitting in the sun maybe having a little break and you doze off for five minutes and gosh those are so naps can be so restorative and you can catch up on the little bit of sleep that you needed so you know go with the flow of your body tune in part of cleaning up your mental mess which is the book okay that all the systems that i'm teaching there's a whole neurocycle the whole concept is to let you tune into your brain and your body and your mind so you're using your mind to tune into your mind using a wise mind to tune into your messy mind and your brain and your body so that you can be more effective in how you manage things that you can read signs more easily, that you can read your physical and emotional warning signals and that you can tune in and listen. So if you're feeling that sleepiness, you don't override it. You try and grab five minutes if you can. If you can't, maybe going to do something, you can't. But if you can, do that. So it's tuning in, listening to your body. Maybe what you just needed to do was just to go sit in the sun for two minutes or three minutes or four minutes or whatever, which brings me to my next tip to help you sleep, Okay, which is daydreaming can help you sleep better. So daydreaming is one of those really overlooked things that, you know, that is contributes to mental health and to sleep in such an interesting way. So in terms of sleep, when you daydream, your mind is basically working through all these thoughts that are coming up and being built. So we build somewhere between 8,000 and 10,000 thoughts in any one day, which is amazing. And to build those thoughts, and it could be more could be less, but it's that's kind of the average of what we predict from scientific research. To build each thought, though, you, a whole lot of other thoughts are coming up to help you understand and build that thought. So right now you're building a thought about sleeping. The thought that you are learning about is how to manage sleep. So that thought tree is sleep. And the information I'm giving you about sleep is the roots, the root memories of this thought tree of sleep. And then the branches are how you're interpreting this and applying this into your own life. And then this will show up in how you sleep. Okay, so this is good. This is a good tree. Okay, so to do that, to be able to do this building process now, as I'm talking, lots of other thoughts have popped up as I'm talking to build this. So you're building and you're building based on. So as I said, something like maybe the pathologizing of sleep, you thought, oh yeah, I've read articles. And so articles about it does this to your brain and this to your body. And then when I said something about maybe, and that would have been a toxic thought, by the way. And then maybe when I said, don't identify yourself as a poor sleeper, maybe this popped up. And in other words, as I'm giving you information, I'm stimulating existing thought trees with their memories to move into your conscious mind. So in any one day, the point I'm making is that in any one day, you build 8,000 to 10,000 thoughts and those are informed by three or four or five times the amount. So, you know, there could be 30, 40, 50,000 things going through your head, right? your mind and brain in any one day. That's a lot, okay? So daydreaming helps to keep some sort of order in this very busy brain-mind interaction thing that's going on. So daydreaming is when we switch off to the external and switch on to the internal and kind of reboot our brain. And we just let our mind wander. Finding a comfortable, good quality bra can be incredibly stressful, as if there were not enough things to stress about these days. This is why I love Third Love Bras. Third Love uses the measurements of millions of women to design bras with all-day comfort and support. Every Third Love bra is made with signature memory foam cups, no-slip straps, and a scratch-free band. You may have heard me talk about their Fit Finder quiz. Third Love just launched the Fitting Room, a new and improved version of the quiz we all know and love. 
This is like a personal shopper for your boobs. The quiz focuses on size, breast shape, current fit issues and your personal style to deliver bras and underwear that are perfect for you. Throughout the whole thing, fit stylists are available for one-on-one chats to answer any questions. This is way better than a traditional bra fitting experience because this one you can do from the comfort and convenience of your own home. The fitting room has helped 18 million women find their true bra size. You could be next. Third Love knows your one true fit is out there, so right now they're offering my listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash drleaf now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash drleaf for 20% off today. The link and details will be in the show notes. As I'm sure you well know, when your feet feel in pain or uncomfortable, your whole body feels uncomfortable. I, for one, get easily stressed out and find it hard to concentrate if my feet are sore or cold, and hard to work out and keep my mind and brain comfortable if my workout socks are always slipping or pinching me, which is why I love Feature's incredible range of durable, lifetime guaranteed socks, all of which are engineered to help you achieve your personal best, no matter what you're doing. The family-owned and operated company design all their socks with a custom-like fit, which means they don't slip, they don't bunch, and they certainly don't give you blisters. I never want to take off their everyday ultralight socks, which never fall off my feet and are so comfortable that they feel like slippers. Features is challenging you to try a pair, and if they're not the best socks you've ever worn, they'll take them back. They are so confident that you'll love their socks that they've also given listeners of Cleaning Up the Mental Mess $10 off your first pair of features when you go to features.com forward slash drleaf. That's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S dot com slash drleaf for $10 off your first pair of features. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. And there's different ways of doing daydreaming. And one of the ways that you do it is you just allow your mind to flow. You just allow the thoughts just to flow through your mind into your brain. And they're circulating. Thoughts are circulating between your mind and your brain. And you just kind of pay attention to them too. You know, think about, follow the trail. See where that thought goes and where that, it's very interesting. So while you're daydreaming, you're watching your daydreaming. And that in itself is a very balancing activity in the brain. It starts getting the two sides of the brain really more coherent. It starts dropping down beta and dropping down high beta so that it does, that, that it, you just have high beta in bursts like that in pulses as opposed to a continual flow and it starts getting a lot of gamma which are like little ripples that flow from the back of your brain to the front of your brain and those ripples bring creativity and introspection you start creating a lot of like interaction on the inside of your brain as well between the different structures and there's so there'll be a lot of activity between the frontal lobe and the hippocampus which work together to and the amygdala to pull up existing memories in the cortex of the brain so there's all this great stuff and that's then sending an increase in what we call the theta wave, which then is a healing wave, which then moves through your body as well. All these waves then also will move through your from your brain and also have an impact on your body through quantum physics. And that healing wave then can start making you feel a sense of peace and a sense of focus. And sometimes when you're daydreaming, some negative thoughts will come up. And that don't, it's not the end of the world. Toxic thoughts 
be aware of them and maybe make a note of them. So you know, okay, well, this this keeps coming up. This is this is telling me something. This is my my mind and brain, my wise mind talking to me. And you can write that down, and then you can make a note. And if it's and watch if that's a pattern in your life, then you've just received valuable information that could be stopping you sleeping because it's a suppressed memory that you haven't dealt with. So it's invading your sleep. And when you daydreamed, you manage to pull it out. So you make a note of it, and then you're going to do the five steps of the neurocycle over 21 days to sort out and to identify and reconceptualize that thought and then you're going to do a practice using that new thought for another 42 days and after 63 days you would have fixed that up and changed your behavior and that behavior could be the very thing that has been stealing sleep from you so daydreaming is very very insightful it teaches you a lot it's valuable information okay so what have i said here as well is that if you're constantly on the go during the day and you don't take time to daydream and I, I call these thinker moments, okay? Taking thinker moments to daydream. Then it's very messy. And at nighttime when you sleep, one of the functions of sleep is a housekeeping function to clean up and prepare you for the next day, which is why we dream. So you go into housekeeping mode and that's cleaning you up. There's a lot of mental mess in the brain and this housekeeping function can be hindered okay which can affect how you sleep and can even produce nightmares and how you respond mentally and physically the next day so without thinker moments we can very often we will go into the night time with a lot of housekeeping there's a lot of mess it's like if you haven't cleaned your room for days like my kids very often don't clean their room for days sometimes and there's these lots of clothes all over the place or maybe you don't clean your teeth i hope you do clean your teeth twice a day because it's really dangerous not to but let's say you haven't cleaned something for you know the house or something and it builds up that same thing in your brain if you're not taking these little cleaning thinker moments your brain gets a lot of there's a lot of extra housekeeping that needs to be done at night and that can create a lot of you know bring up a lot of stuff and have a lot of dreams and nightmares and that kind of thing which can also affect your sleep so the daydreaming the way i'm explaining is is one of it's a wonderful tool for helping with that and helping to get you into deeper sleep and longer sleep okay so and many of us also what i've also said here is many of us tend to panic at night as we're trying to go to sleep because our brains are exhausted from the chaotic thinking patterns during the day. So our brains are exhausted. And funnily enough, when our brains are exhausted and there's this messy mind and this exhausted brain, you would think we would just fall asleep, but that actually is not. It kind of has the opposite effect. And the thinker moments, the daydreaming in, in the way I've described can help to prevent you getting into that state and can get you into a much less brain exhausted state when you are actually going to sleep at night. So that's why we've got to take those those thinker moments. So these moments will give your brain a chance to, when you do the thinker moments and the daydreaming, you'll get all those benefits I've already described. Plus you're rebooting your brain. You're changing the way that the, the base of the brain also functions in terms of the chemical flow you get resets happening in your brain so it's a this multiple benefits which are mind driven so that you know, that's a mind activity to daydream but it's it's pushing that that good energy through the brain so you're getting that great response okay so this then when you do sleep and when you do take these thinker moments you take these daydream moments even in the day even though it's going to help you sleep better, but you'll, you'll get benefit during the day as well because it will increase your ability to think more clearly So and enable you to, and what I've written over here, function better and deal with challenges and stress during the day. So thinker moments are, are not only going to prepare you for sleep, but are also going to help you process what's going on in the day, which can sometimes just you know build up if we don't take the time to just unpack what's going on, which the daydreaming will do for you. You know, we kind of go to bed with all of that messiness and then it's like, you know, and it affects our sleep. So this is, the, I mean, this is such a simple thing to do. You get benefit during the day and you get tremendous benefit at nighttime. So, I mean, it's worth doing it. Okay, let's talk about all-nighters. Sometimes you just have these really quality all-nighters. Like I described I had last week where I got 
real great quality work done. Just recently, I had an all-nighter with, with one of my daughters where we sat chatting about all kinds of things. And it was like till five in the morning. And we realized, hey, we better go to bed. We've just got to work today. And it, But it was such deep quality. And it was so beneficial. And, and that because there was so much deep, meaningful connection and quality discussion and in the work situation, such qualitative, quality, creative, satisfying stuff, there were so many brain and body benefits from those two types of all-nighters, one where I actually worked and the one where I had a deep, meaningful connection, that my body was so boosted that the lack of sleep or the less sleep didn't throw me. So all-nighters can benefit your sleep if they're quality. So sometimes the benefit of an all-nighter is all-night is excellent for the mind and therefore the brain because the mind works through the brain. So when you're having those deep, meaningful discussions or putting an all-nighter with some creative, inspirational work, you're getting a lot of benefit. So that's just to remember that. Remember that if you are having, if you are awake, turn it into a great quality time. I mean, maybe you wake up someone and they'll talk to you. Maybe someone on the other side of the world that you know is awake because it's during the day there and it's nighttime and you could sit having a, a chat or whatever. So, you know, make it work for you. Instead of like sitting there wasting hours panicking, you can make it work for you and you'll get dozy and it's doing good things for your brain and your body. And so you'll be okay. You know, that's what you got to tell yourself. This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic a wellness company that is well known for its delicious mushroom coffee, which I drink every morning for my mental and brain health. Four Sigmatic's mushroom coffee is real, organic, fair trade, single origin Arabica coffee with lion's mane mushroom for productivity and chaga mushroom for immune support. Now, that is something to get out of bed for in the morning. I've been starting my day with Four Sigmatic's ground mushroom coffee with lion's mane instead of regular coffee. And I love how it helps me focus so I can get things done and has really helped me clean up my mental mess. Now, you're probably thinking, does this coffee taste like mushrooms? I can guarantee it tastes just like coffee you love. It brews dark and nutty and tastes incredible. We've worked out an exclusive offer with Four Sigmatic on their best-selling mushroom coffee, but this is just for cleaning up the mental mess listeners. Get up to 40% off plus free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. This offer is only for cleaning up the mental mess listeners and is not available on their regular website. You'll save up to 40% and get free shipping. So go right now to foursigmatic.com slash Dr. Leaf and fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. The link and details will be in the show notes. Have you felt unhappy, down, or off lately? Or maybe just not entirely yourself? It would be easy to blame the news or bad things going on in the world. But believe it or not, your negative feelings could also actually be caused by gut problems. You see, serotonin is known as the happiness chemical and 90% of your serotonin is created in your gut. What does that mean? It means that if your gut health is off, then you're just not going to feel as happy and positive as you normally do. When you start taking care of your gut, you'll be amazed at how much better you feel. Here's how I recommend you do this. Start taking Cognibiotics, the breakthrough mood-enhancing formula made by Bio-Optimizers. This formula starts with a solid foundation of prebiotics and probiotics to support gut health and positive feelings in a safe and natural way. But it doesn't stop there. Cognibiotics also includes 17 powerful brain herbs to enhance mood, manage stress and improve memory. If you think about it, Cognibiotics is almost like two supplements in one because of how it supports your mood and brain health through two different channels. Here's the best part. 
Cognibiotics comes with a full one-year guarantee. So I encourage you to try it risk-free and see for yourself how much better you feel. Simply go to cognibiotics.com forward slash Dr. Leaf and use Dr. Leaf 10 to receive 10% of any order. Again, it's cognibiotics.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. Then, number four, preparing for sleep begins when you wake up. Doesn't make sense, does it? But it does. Because <laughs> as you wake up, you're transitioning from sleep to wakefulness. There's a lot of chemistry going on. There's a lot of you know things changing because your brain works differently at night and during the day. And you're making this transition of mind waking up brain and body. And at that moment, you're very vulnerable. So it's really important in those first few moments to really capture how you're thinking. And the way you start that first few moments really does impact the rest of the day, which I know you have experienced. You know, I'm so aware of this now that when I wake up and I can feel that my mood's a little like this, I try and grab it as quickly as possible and sometimes I make a mess and don't grab it quickly enough and then that can be problematic but I get then I'd soon man- mind manage it and bring myself back in okay so it starts in the beginning of the day so to this end what do I do is I neurocycle so I neurocycle first thing in the morning and in fact my book cleaning up your mental mess chapter 14 I give you the routine of how to build neurocycling into your day and I start my first thing in the morning as I'm waking up to prepare for sleep I will be do, do some deep breathing and and just allow myself to wake up and observe my mood, my mindset, and get that under control through, if I'm really worked up, I'll do a quick little neurocycle to get myself under control. Then I go into brain building, which really helps. And then I will move into the, the rest of my routine, which then helps for the for the day. But I want to talk specifically about how the neurocycle is a way to really harness your mental energy and your thinking power and to leverage it to keep you prepared for the night. So this is how you do it. And I'm just looking down a little bit while I read part of this to you and talk part of it to you. So how do you neurocycle to prepare for sleep when you wake up? First thing, gather. The first step is gather awareness. Preparing for sleep begins in the morning. As counterintuitive as this may sound, the way your mind is managed from the time you wake up impacts the biochemistry, circadian rhythm and energy of the brain. An unmanaged messy mind is an unmanaged messy brain that will result in a messy day and messy sleep. So gather awareness of your thinking. What's going through your mind? Are you anxious about something? How do you feel physically? So first thing in the morning, that's what I do. Gather, I gather awareness of my emotional warning signals. Am I feeling anxious about something? Am I feeling on edge about something? Am I physical? What is my body feeling like? What are my behavior, my, my perspective as I'm waking up? Then I'll go to the next step, which is reflect, okay? And with reflect, reflect on what you are focusing on as you wake up, okay? So you've gathered awareness of the signals. Now reflect on what the content is. What is the data? So you said you're aware now that you may be edgy, a little frustrated, you know, your body's aching. Now why? Reflect, ask, answer, discuss. Ask yourself, is it on the problems of the, and the negative aspects of the day that are coming up? Is it bits and pieces of your dreams? Is it something from the day before? Is it images on from TV? Is it undealt with thoughts? What is there? What is the data? Reflect on that, okay? Then write it down. So grab your neurocycle journal. You should always have a journal next to you. Call it your neurocycle journal. You'll see I talk about that throughout this book. And then write down. So if you don't Catch your thoughts with the intertwined emotions, information, and embodied physical sensations. Did you hear that? That's a mouthful. If you don't catch your thoughts with the intertwined emotions, information, and embodied physical sensations embodied into your entire body, that's why I tell you to look, pay attention to your emotional and physical and perspective warning signals. If you don't, this messy waking up state can become a messy day. And you'll feel like you're playing catch up all day. Okay, I've done that. I don't know if you have. So 
Think, say your thoughts out loud, write them quickly into your journal next to your bed. So really pour them out. Now, I love you to write in the form of a metacog, which I teach you in this book, which is a pattern way of writing. It's phenomenal for pulling stuff out and getting it on paper and seeing what's really there in your mind and in your brain. So just quickly do your medical of all the things you've gathered awareness of and reflected, and then you recheck. So rechecking your thoughts, so you can recheck them. So you're looking at what you've written, take your, your another colored pen and start analyzing and working it out, okay? And as you are doing this, just think about breathing in for three counts and breathing out for seven. Now you may have heard me talk about this before. I call it the 10 second pause, but as you're rechecking, you try to sort this out and prepare for the day just breathe in for three and out for seven and do it a couple of times and the increased exhalation pushes more oxygen to the front of your brain and because you're kind of still sleepy it just makes you more focused and alert and will increase your decision making capabilities tiny tip but invaluable okay so do that and then recheck what you've written so take another colored pen and say things to yourself like I can only try to do what I can and it's fine if I don't finish instead of I have so much to do today. So you want to reconceptualize. In the recheck, you want to reconceptualize. You want to see it from a different perspective. You want to reconstruct it. So if you're waking up, waking up, think if, if from your gather, reflect and write, you see that you're worrying about what you've got to do today or you've got too much or this unresolved issue that's really worrying you with the relationship, something. You know, you've written it down. You can see it there. So what can you say? How can you see that differently? You've identified the problem, but now how can you see that? differently how can you so instead of saying oh, i've got so much to do today i can't get through this you could say okay i've got a lot to do today but let me not complain about it let me actually see how i can manage and what can i eliminate how can i restructure this i can or i can only do what i can try to do and if i don't finish that doesn't matter what are my priorities something like that you can also if it's maybe someone that you, something a relational issue that hasn't been resolved and you know you need to get to it you just haven't got to it you can also say something to yourself like okay well that's what's really worrying me that's really affected my sleep but i'm not going to worry about that i'm going to allocate i know why and these are the details about why but i'm going to allocate a time today or tomorrow or later in the week where i can deal with this so you capture that and then you won't worry about it okay you'll actually compartmentalize it so the rechecking step helps you to really capture and reconceptualize see it from a different angle and then compartmentalize it and then so if you can't unpack it straight away you can unpack it at another point when it works for you and then you can do a whole neurocycle on that so you've caught why you've found a pattern like i told you with the daydreaming and now you know that that's something you need to neurocycle through so the daydreaming tip i gave you and this in your recheck phase of just gathering your thoughts as you wake up okay the five steps using the neurocycle as you wake up in your recheck phase you might find something that you need to work on rechecks always pretty much always reveal something else that you need to go and actually that's a reveal patterns with triggers that you need to go and spend 63 days unwiring and rewiring okay and then your little act of reach would be choose to put on your mindset for the day okay here are some helpful morning active reaches you could do so write five things you're proud of start your day of celebrating yourself celebrate yourself what are five things that you're proud of in yourself right you could you know the traditional grateful stuff what are you grateful for at this point these things work if you just started with grateful gratitude statements and haven't done the work before they won't work as effectively you want to be very systematic this is the power of the neurocycle it's really systematic in how we as we grab our mind and we work through these phases we are driving our mind into a very healthy state cleaning up the mess if you think of cleaning up a kitchen after cooking, you don't, it doesn't happen all at once. You know, you maybe sort out the dirty from the clean dishes and pack the clean dishes in the dishwasher and then you put the food away and then you clean this and then, so it's phases and then you land up 
cleaning up the mess. It's the same thing. These phases as you go through the five steps are phases that are bringing clear clarity to your mind and cleanliness to the brain and the body. Okay, and leading to deeper and deeper levels of wisdom and introspection and increasing your self-regulation, which is what mind management really is leading you to live a life that is self-regulated, which is so vital. So that some of the active reach reminders that you could do would be, as I said, five things that you're proud of yourself for, five things you're grateful for. Ask yourself not what you want to do or have to do today, but rather who do you want to be today and how do you want to feel? Okay, isn't that, that's a great statement. Let me read it again. This And these are all going to help you sleep tonight. This five-step neurocycle that I've just given you is going to help you prepare now for sleep tonight, which is amazing. Okay, And so the last one, ask yourself not what you want to or have to do today, but rather who you want to be today and how you want to feel. Who do you want to be today? How do you want to feel? How do you want to show up today? Do you want to show up grumpy, irritable, worked up, overloaded, oppressed by what's going on, overwhelmed by what's going on? Or do you want to go into the day thinking, I want to feel a level of control. I acknowledge that there's a ton going on. I'm acknowledging a disappointment or whatever, but I want to have a sense of hope. I want to have a sense of peace and I want to be able to experience joy during the day. I mean, that's the sort of thing I would say to myself in the morning when I wake up. Okay, so there's some examples for you. So very quickly in sum, there are the four tips to help you sleep. First one, stop worrying about sleeping. Second one, daydreaming can help you sleep better. Third one, all-nighters can really benefit you when, when they become a quality all-nighter. And preparing for sleep begins when you wake up. And I gave you the neurocycle for how to prepare for sleep as you wake up. You can do this neurocycle. Won't take you long. Take you honestly three or four minutes, if that. And for five minutes. I mean, five minutes to invest in the morning for sleeping tonight and then applying those the other tips, the, day, the daydreaming and so on during the day. Hey, guys, you're going to get to bed at night and you're going to feel so much better. So you're going to really be able to prepare so well for getting to sleep. There's a last one I'm going to throw in as a bonus one here, which I actually think is super, super important. And that is as you go to sleep tonight. So now you've done all of this stuff. You've done the, this five-step neuro cycle to wake up in the morning. You've done the daydream during the day. Now you're in bed at night and you are now just about to go to sleep. You could neurocycle to make sure that you've got your thoughts in order. And so in other words, this is so amazing. And I think I'll do another whole podcast on this. You can actually kind of plan how you what you want to think about while you're sleeping. You can kind of get order. So if you order your mind and you order your thoughts before you go to sleep using a neurocycle, so to capture those things that are still unresolved and to give you your active reach would be, okay, well, that's what's unresolved. My active reach is then to resolve that at X time to get maybe some just something really exciting happened during the day, then the buzz of that can keep you awake. Just analyze that. So just you use a neurocycle to just kind of work through and get order in your thoughts before you go to sleep so that you're not not allowing this to invade or bleed into your sleep. But I'm going to do another neuro, another podcast on that sometime about the importance of understanding how to bring order to your thoughts using the neurocycle before you go to sleep. But there we go. There are the tips for, for how to help you sleep. Stop worrying about it. Daydream. Prepare for when you wake up and enjoy some quality all-nighters and watch how it changes your life. Thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to seeing you in my next podcast. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. 
and follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leith. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.